on the drive home, what, what was going through my mind is, wow, I just spent a whole day away from my family. And this is, at this point, like, Marlo is six plus months old and yeah. very interactive. Yeah. Like, damn, like, I could have spent the whole day with them. We could have done something, could have gone to the zoo, done something mm-hmm. fun. Like, um, but instead, I drove up to hang out in a parking lot, have mm-hmm. a, few, a couple white claws. <laughs> and I don't know, it was kind of like a drive of shame. Welcome back to this episode of Interstates and Heartbreak. I have another guest who's actually known me for quite some time, and I'm very excited to introduce him. Hey guys, my name is Martin. Last name, I guess. Um, if you want, unless sure. you're being super private. No, it's fine. Nobody <laughs> can even spell it anyway. It's Martin Sohikish. I am uh, 29 years old. I live in San Diego, where I was raised. I was born in Boston, but moved here when I was very, very young. Um, I am currently an account executive account manager at a small software company downtown small but mighty um yeah and i've been doing the software sales slash light marketing uh type roles for the last i guess seven eight years since graduation yeah yeah so martin and i have known each other for a while because i went to the same high school as him and so we met in ninth grade i actually still vaguely remember when we met because it was like during orientation week and I think Allison and Kelly introduced me to you, mm-hmm. and you were in your football uniform. I remember that. You were very quiet, which wound up being not representative of how you actually are. Um, right. But yeah, so we've known each other since then. And anything else you want to share about how we've known each other? Anything like that? I mean, we've our friendship has uh, it has spanned obviously the the period of high school, but also we both went to college in Southern California, mm-hmm. U UCLA, with me at San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Um, we kept in contact and hung out a lot between those years for sure and then since even graduating we've still kept in contact and kind of ran with the same group of friends all through these years which has evolved over time quite a bit but um yeah it's uh it's one of those things that i think is very notable about where we went to high school and like our group of friends is kind of everyone's stuck together even if people have moved or gone places it's it's uh very familiar when people come back and we reconnect I totally agree. I feel like a lot of times when I talk to my friends in LA, first mm-hmm. they're surprised that I come home so often. Sure. And they're surprised that I have so many people to hang out with because I just think it's rare to have groups that have stuck together so strongly, even as a few people have come and gone, to your point. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is your relationship status? I'm married, uh, approaching my second anniversary with my wife, Lauren, who Aww. I've known since even before Leslie and I met. Uh, we met back in middle school. Oh. Through a mutual friend, her best friend, Monique. Oh. Um, and yeah, we didn't really start hanging out regularly, probably until sophomore, junior year of high school. Um, I was really into her junior year of high school. It was one of those things where uh, I feel like I was chasing <laughs> the relationship <laughs> for a very long time, and she she definitely attests to that. Um, but things uh, took a turn for a more serious note between us our senior year. Um, we made it through the first semester-ish of college Mm -hmm. with very little road 
bumps, right, speed bumps, uh, <laughs> roadblocks. Uh, <laughs> one of those, one um, of those obstacles. Uh, and then we, we definitely had a break somewhere between freshman, sophomore year, maybe it was sophomore year. And um, once I came back from a brief study abroad stint that I did in the UK, um, we got back together and it's been pretty good ever since. We've definitely still had a few rough patches as I think people in their early 20s in relationships would, but we are absolutely in a fantastic, lovely place now and have been Aww. for quite some time. Wow. Honestly, so aspirational. Of course, you'd be a good guest regardless of your relationship status, but <laughs> because of it, I thought I had to talk to you because it's so rare to find people, I think, in our day and age mm -hmm. and in a coastal city, maybe not in like the Midwest or the South or something, who found the person that they're supposed to be with in high school and is still happily married today. So it's yeah. really something great and I'm so excited that I get to talk to you about it. Yeah, no, we. Uh, I think that we also understand the, uh, the I, I don't know, the unusualness or rarity of our scenario. Mm -hmm. um, ironically enough, we actually met some friends just throughout college and even beyond that um, have seemed to run a similar course. Mm -hmm. uh, so I guess not as rare as one may think, but... That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you hear a lot about the stories that are horrific and totally. less than ideal, but maybe people just don't share the nice stories as often because they're less entertaining. Maybe. Not that it's not entertaining, I just feel like, I don't know. I do know for a fact that we're not the only high school sweethearts who got married that you know personally. Oh, Venice and Tom. There you go. Yeah. Are there any more that you've met, like in college or at work, or? There aren't. Interesting. No. Okay. Yeah. I Wait, would say, you know multiple. Yeah, I would say we know like five or six couples. Yeah. That's so including many. including Tom and Venice. Yeah. That's a good amount. Yeah. I guess LA. Is I did just recently less notice idyllic. one of them that got married. It looks like they're kind of. But they didn't even go to high school. These, these people were yeah. in college, but it seems like they're, they might, might have broken up. Oh, yeah, that's tough. Someone texted me about it, and we kind of did a little Instagram research, and it seemed yeah. pretty clear. Yeah, Aww. so it's a bummer when that happens. But yeah, it is. so yeah, like you said, you you hear the stories that sometimes don't go well. Maybe not in high school, maybe even after. <laughs> but yeah, there are they are few and far between. Wow. So, what is the last date that you went on with Lauren? <laughs> it's funny, we were actually, I, I kind of had to ask her to make sure we were on the same page because I we jokingly referred to going to my Christmas party for work as mm -hmm. a date because we we're going to plan on going and get drinks afterwards yeah. ourselves since it was kind of, um, I, I don't know, it was like later and we already had her mom watching our daughter so we we're like, why don't we just go to a, a cocktail bar after. Yeah. Ended up staying at our holiday party a little bit later and mm -hmm. didn't do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if we can count that as a date night, but... Um, I feel like you brought her as a date. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Sure. Uh, but yeah, the last time that we went out, oh man, we just talked about this. We went to a restaurant. I can't remember what it was, but we like to go out for dumplings, Chinese food. We try to keep things simple. Mm -hmm. We like the dessert date nights that we Aww. can do quickly, you know, yeah. have somebody come over, one of our parents or something to watch, mm -hmm. watch her while she's sleeping for like an hour or two. Yeah. So we've definitely made an effort to make that happen, but we're also pretty lucky that we have family nearby that can help out for those one or two hours without yeah. costing us an arm or a leg. Yeah, you know? that's um, so nice. So yeah, we definitely keep it keep it going. Okay. And then my last like interviewee question for you. Yeah. Obviously you haven't had to endure online dating and that mm -hmm. phenomenon, but if you had a dating profile, what do you think it would say? It would have to be something about how I am inexperienced in this universe. <laughs> I, I'd have to be very upfront about it and mm -hmm. make sure there's that disclaimer. Yeah. I don't know if that would make me like open season to be like troll bait or something i don't think girls are out here like trolling guys on that i mean I, I i guess yeah i don't know i don't know how people are i wouldn't think that maybe it's That's always fair. girls behind it right 
There's oh, just people like it that might be just like a fake profile? Yeah, I don't know. People mess with people on that. That's true. And that always surprises me. Like, I matched with a guy this past week. And he was like, oh, have you been on any dates from this? And I mm -hmm. said, a couple. And then I asked him the same question. And he said, no, everyone on here has been fake. And I was like, what? Yeah. Everyone that you've matched I've with. heard a lot of stories where people, yeah, and then they realize, like, oh, this conversation is leading me into just something that is... Where it's like, oh, territory. open this app to pay to yeah. converse with me further. So yeah. maybe that's not an accurate representation of how it's like out there, but as someone who has only experienced it by what my friends have told me you yeah. know, at work or like their frustrations with it, mm -hmm. it just seems like there are a lot of trolls on there. That's fair. Wow. I guess there are some negatives to being a guy on a dating app. Wait, hold on. But you've had Denzel <laughs> on. Doesn't he troll sometimes on those apps? If he runs into someone uh, that he thinks yeah. is trollable. I... Well, okay. He didn't say that he trolls people, but the fact that he created a whole joke account, like he did a photo shoot of him squatting Boom. in different positions. <laughs> okay, fair. I guess when you said trolls, I was yeah, yeah. more thinking like, oh, someone took someone else's photos. Like and catfishing? Created, yeah, like almost. a catfish kind of. Yeah. Or like a bot. Okay, yeah, fair fair point. I feel like yeah. that happens enough on Instagram for me to for me to feel like that would probably happen on those apps too. That's true. I feel like, yeah, it's a great market so. to take advantage of people, unfortunately. But yeah, that's what I would say. Something about me being new in town, quote unquote. New, <laughs> new. first time here. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's uncharted territory. Yeah. For sure. Um, I talked to some people uh, actually fairly recently, just people that are in relationships that they started back when they were in college mm -hmm. and like, they kind of were at the beginning of the dating app world at yeah. that point, um, the inception of it all. Mm -hmm. um, so, at least uh, to the ones that were people are using today, like yeah. not like the match, match eHarmony, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that it's it, there's quite a few people that I know that it's passed by. Yeah, I, I constantly hear the stories from other people. About, yeah, yeah, so many stories. Totally. Yeah. What so, is your say? What? Oh my gosh. So on Hinge, that's the one that I use the most. Okay. And so you answer prompts instead mm -hmm. of actually writing out a bio, which I kind that. of like. It takes off some of the pressure. So my first prompt is a one way to impress me is, and then my answer is an Uber rating over 4.9. Okay. And I thought that was funny. I actually sure. get a lot of comments on it. It's usually all the same comment. It's like, oh man, what if my rating is blah, blah, blah. And it's like always under 4.9. What if my Uber Eats rating is? <laughs> <laughs> or they're like, can I blame my friends on a low rating? Just like, it's always iterations of the same stuff, but everyone obviously thinks they're super right. I order food like a peach, but when I'm ride sharing, I'm just a complete douche. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's not a great, not a great representation. Right. And then, oh my gosh, I recently changed one. Okay. And so some backstory. I've been asking actually a decent amount of people for feedback on it. Like I mm -hmm. asked Denzel to give feedback when we recorded together. Mm -hmm. And then I asked a couple other random people, but the pinnacle of it was I was at a live recording of this other podcast that I listened to. Okay. And one of the things that they do is like dating app makeovers. So during their live shows, they say, if anyone wants to submit their profile, we'll review them and we will bring you on stage, go through your profile photo by Ooh. photo and then give you feedback. And I thought, what the heck? I've been listening to this podcast sure. for over a year. I submitted it and they selected me. Of course. So I go on stage and one of the photos that I had was this photo of me dressed as Pizza Rat. Do you know what Pizza Rat is? No. 
So I ask because I dressed up as Pizza Rat the Subway. year. Yeah, that okay. rat that was carrying a slice of pizza. I remember yeah. this, yeah. Okay, so it's coming back to me now. <laughs> I was super proud of that costume. I literally sewed this huge pizza. Yeah. I like did my makeup to look like a rat. And the people who knew what Pizza Rat was were very appreciative. Mm. But it had maybe a 50% recognition rate, unfortunately. Wow. So these podcasters, they're from New York. And they're like, what the heck is this Pizza Rat thing? And I was like, oh, you guys You're are not from, from New, New York. York. <laughs> um, and they're like, yeah, but the dating profile isn't for us. And sure. so they kind of roasted me. And one of my prompts was best Halloween costume and I talked about the pizza rat costume and then had the photo for reference enough people were like I don't I don't know about that in the profile right. so I swapped out the Halloween costume one for my most controversial opinion is and I said Ooh. I enjoy listening to old Kanye and new Kanye okay which I feel like is a fun Good. controversial but still sure. pretty controversial yeah no um, one has replied yet to that one. I guess now you're... The thing is, you, you, you say new Kanye, and, and by next year that's going to mean something else, so right? Because yeah. a year ago, we didn't have the We Kanye. didn't have the gospel, Exactly. Kanye. So you saying that now is very different than you saying that in 2018. That's true. I, you know, I feel like if I was out there and I was searching, I would have bit in 2018. 2019, I would have been like, whoa. <laughs> really? So Whoa. this might be too much. Jesus is King was not that great. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun listen. Sure. I don't know. We'll see. I have only had it up there for a couple of days. So if literally no one replies to that, mm -hmm. maybe maybe it'll have ba to go. Better luck in LA for sure than San Diego. That's I think. true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then what is my last one? Oh, my last one is how my mother would describe me. Okay. And it says perfect and then in parentheses for context, I'm an only child. So yeah. people reply to that. Sure, that's funny. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That is really good. Thanks. So you kept that? I kept that one. Okay, okay. So they yeah. everyone approved that one there. Yeah. Even okay. the guy, even the male host who like kind of roasts people a little mm -hmm. bit harder, he's like, no, I like that. It's like self-aware. It's funny. It's aware of the fact that old lean children are pretty annoying. Yeah. I mean, at least you got <laughs> to walk away with some positive feedback. Yeah. And they had some good feedback on my photos. That was actually a really It was funny just the experience. pizza rat was just the one... That was the one that they were like, get this out of here. Yeah. And another thing that happened is they had the profile up for everyone in the audience to see also. Oh. And it's like 90% women. They were all super supportive. Mm -hmm. So they put one photo up and the whole audience cheers. They're like, woo! And like really obviously fans of it. And so they're like, yeah, this is a great photo. You look mm -hmm. awesome. It's fun, whatever. But then they said, however, you have sunglasses on in your first photo. And so Ooh. I was like, yeah, no, I totally get you should not do that. However, that wasn't my first photo. They just mixed them up. So I was like, oh, that wasn't my first one. The next one is. So then they're like, okay, let's go to this next one. They put it up. And after the crowd had cheered before, they're like, aww. Like collective aww. I'm like, oh, what how was this cute. photo? It was just a photo of my face, like in portrait <laughs> mode. And I thought it was a nice photo. Denzel actually thought it was a great photo. Sure, sure. But apparently it is not like a sexy photo at all. It's just like, oh, how cute. But is that what you're going for? I, I guess, guess so. As first impression. That's what I would have thought. But <laughs> they first of all said I looked like a bank teller. And then mm. they saw the Uber like prompt and they said this looks like the profile picture of an uber driver and then this is the bio that comes up no, after no 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 so i didn't get rid of it but i did move it to my second photo and i okay. put in a new photo entirely all right yeah well, well that's cool at least it was constructive it was constructive i yeah. can understand that point yeah Okay. Honestly, I, th I think I would have given it less credence if I didn't hear the difference in reaction from the audience. Sure. And like real time. So yeah. So that was that. We'll see how the profile goes with these changes. So I definitely want to talk about your 
relationship, your experience with Lauren. But sure. first, I feel like we should dive into how we know each other a little bit because I feel mm. like, to your point, again, our high school experience was very unique. Right. And I feel like our friend group was also really unique. So mm -hmm. you had a lot of different friend groups, so it's not like this is the only group that you hung out with, but mm -hmm. I feel like in the group we were a part of, it was very female heavy. It was like you and Brandon and then a bunch of girls. And sure. from your perspective, looking back, I would love to hear what that was like in high school. Um, I, I, now looking back on it, it's interesting to think of how we kind of fell into it, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, I can't really remember how it began mm -hmm. or pinpoint that. I can remember becoming friends with Kelly almost through Katie. Oh. Who didn't really stick around in that group of people, I yeah. guess. It was, but what had happened was I moved into Kelly's neighborhood mm -hmm. and then we started hanging out by way of me knowing Katie. Yeah. And I think it just kind of blossomed off from there mm -hmm. and like people just kept coming in and they were mostly girls that yeah. were becoming friends with like <laughs> Kelly and then Jess and then you guys. Yeah. Jess and I have known each other since elementary school. Oh, so wow. just for the listeners, that. that's another one of our very common friends that I still hang out with to this day and we were in the same like first or second grade class, something like that. That's so crazy. And we've literally hung out and like, you know, just been really good friends ever since. Yeah. And I think that it was through that that it became that scenario that you described with me and Brandon and just a bunch of girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I guess one more thing to add to it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, there was like a dramatic pause and like stare. A revelation. Um, I think that it also helped me a lot just to tie it back to the topic at hand when mm -hmm. it came to dating just because I don't think that I was ever... I think that I was given advice directly from all the girls <laughs> at some point on like my own personal um, uh, like journeys. But at the same time, I also saw what made everyone bummed at times with like... Mm -hmm some boyfriends or what really got them excited mm -hmm. um what could completely end a relationship mm -hmm. and you know what could cause a lot of hurt without really ending things and like that not being healthy either yeah i got to see a lot of examples through that from the other side of what i would mostly be exposed to in my other groups of friends that you referenced which was mostly guy heavy you yeah, know? yeah so i think that it was almost like having a group of sisters that i could learn from and like gather from their experiences to understand a little bit more about how I should be um, mm -hmm. maybe not only with uh, like romantic relationships but also just with friendships because I think that the way that we all handled ourselves up around each other like I feel like that was a very very rare bond that I think a lot of people don't really um, associate with when yeah. you talk to other people about their friend groups from their youth that's true which you kind of alluded to already so yeah yeah wow I'm glad that we had a long-term positive impact on you. Yeah. Collectively. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I don't think that I would still be talking to you guys today. <laughs> <laughs> like if I've been through 20 years of this toxic friendship with, with Jess, now, that would be terrible. Yeah. So that definitely isn't the case. But. Oh, that's really nice to hear. Yeah. Well, I do feel like in addition to that very mature and deep answer, yeah. we mm -hmm. also went through a lot of shenanigans. Right. And I know that you were a little nervous about what I was going to talk about, but really like honestly nothing specific. You probably have more embarrassing stories about me than these I were, have about you. These were two things that were not included <laughs> in my preview prompt of what we would be discussing That is today. fair. Yeah. And I did make some tweaks yesterday, but it wasn't like a gotcha. No, it was no, just I like I wanted to finesse the order of things. Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, I just feel like I just can't believe we spent so much time drinking at Julie's house. 
Yeah, so that was, um, I think, the first time I ever drank <laughs> underage was with you at your birthday. No, was it your birthday? I think it might have been Kate's birthday. Kate Lee's birthday. Yeah, yeah. at my place. At your, yeah. at your place. Um, and I was 17. And this also ties back to me and Lauren because she knew me mm -hmm. like when I didn't drink and everyone yeah. else kind of did. Yeah. Um, like that was like for a solid couple of years. Like mm -hmm. I was, you know, the only one of the only ones that didn't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so after that, like, Julie, who also lived in our neighborhood, we would go over to her house mm -hmm. and, yeah, drink there fairly often. A lot. And I just feel like we, I don't know, I'm sure we drank what everyone else in high school drank. Right. But I look back and I'm like, so much Smirnoff ice, so much like Mike's hard lemonade. There's a lot of Mike's. There's a lot of, there was still a lot of like light beers. That's true. Didn't really know. I, I mean, even through the first couple of years of college, like people didn't really catch on to like better beers yeah i remember no, when someone first handed me a blue moon i was like what is this i know amazing beverage i, like I didn't drink that until i moved out of the dorm so right. like my junior year i was like "Ooh, and you can put an orange in it yeah you're really sophisticated. that and shock top i was like well, these are life-changing <laughs> beers they're the same beer as life-changing seriously but uh yeah so we were yeah we were not drinking honestly whatever we could get our hands on at uh, that point yeah how did we even get it I don't recall, actually, to be quite honest with I you. I don't either. I, I, I really, I really do not. Um, it was fairly, uh, I don't know. I, I almost want to say like there were, it wasn't like always very excessive either. No. Like especially yeah. after you see people like years later, and I don't know. And things have actually gotten crazy for some. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was good very, times. It was like a night. I liked it. I only bring it up because I feel like it was like very innocent. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, we were like experimenting, whatever. But I feel like it's not like the stereotypical high school rager image that you have. It was no. just all very fun and lighthearted. There were moments. Cool. There were moments. There were. But there were like more few and far between. Yeah. And later on. Um, so the story that you couldn't recall that I wanted to bring up. Sure. So it's not that I couldn't recall it. You didn't even jog my memory. <laughs> That's fair. There's a That's lot fair. of stories. You just vaguely re referenced a location. I was kind of hoping that you didn't remember it because I wanted to get your reaction. There's one time. thing that I figure, yeah, you're probably talking about. Go ahead. Um, so this is before we were drinking. We were only freshmen at this point. And I remember it was in that friend group with like Kelly. It was at her uh -huh. house and we were celebrating New Year's Eve together. And okay. I think there were a lot of us, maybe like 10 people. Okay. And do you remember when we decided to jump in the pool very well yeah, yeah yeah and so i can't even take credit for this idea i wish it were my idea but uh -huh. i was one of the two people who jumped onto it and thought this will be really funny um someone had suggested that we swap your and brandon's boxers right because i think all of our clothes were just like in a pile in the yeah, living yeah, room yeah, we yeah, weren't like yeah. skinny dipping or anything we like now had the changed into bathing suits but like everyone's clothes were in a pile and we're like oh it's like the same underwear because it's just like black boxer briefs like every guy's sure. underwear is the same right 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 and so we swapped it and again because they were the only two guys we're like that's so funny and when you guys realized you got so mad and i'm like why is martin even friends with me like that was so mature and ridiculous but uh -huh. i thought it was i actually still think it's kind of funny but it's at the very time, funny it's, ab it's hilarious. absolutely hilarious uh i think do you remember how brandon reacted not uh, he was really mad Yes. I right. remember him being generally mad. I don't remember, like, specifics. So, fundamental difference between Brandon and I. He had two older brothers. Mm -hmm. So, I think that he had learned over that experience how to, like, hone in on his anger. Mm -hmm. And, like, when to react and, like, when to just keep it to yourself. Mm -hmm. or, or just, like, when to shrug it off mm -hmm. altogether and move on. Yeah. I hadn't gotten that yet. Yeah. Like, I was, like, 
you know, I was an only child until I was six and yeah. then my brother was born and I'm really close to him now, obviously. Mm-hmm. But back then, like he didn't teach me any lessons. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, like, I learned nothing no. from that kid <laughs> at that point. <laughs> um, so I would say I would, I would, I would pin it on just my inability to like handle my emotions properly at that point. Yeah. Which I think ties back to like one of those things that it's like Lauren was exposed to mm-hmm. when I was younger and like helped me yeah. understand like what I was doing was just completely wrong mm-hmm. had she been in my life at that point <laughs> I, I guarantee you that and a lot of other like temper tantrums mm-hmm. that I had wouldn't have happened yeah and she comes from like the same background as Brandon like with an yeah. older sister and like I think that she also I mean naturally she's just a lot more soft-spoken and like does keep a lot to herself but yeah. like she definitely speaks up when she needs to you know that's very true yeah and like she kind of and I'm definitely still the more outspoken one mm-hmm. like when it comes to outward relationships but mm-hmm. I think that she's helped me not react that way if that were to happen today yeah i would laugh a lot yeah yeah and definitely not faulting you like it was a really immature thing to do and i feel like the fact that we were just cackling about it while you were angry didn't help right um and yeah i think to your point you bring up an interesting difference in you and brandon and him having older siblings yeah as an only child i can definitely attest to the fact that like you don't have someone to keep you in check which can be really important there you go that's why you did it you didn't have anybody to keep you in shit. You're so right. No, but at the same time, there was probably a lot of like pent up adolescence, like just like tension in me, mm-hmm. you know, just like puberty and all that. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah. It just wasn't received well, clearly. No. <laughs> but, but our friendship persisted. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. Our friendship persisted. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I really did want to bring you here to talk about Lauren and Mm -hmm. your relationship just because again, it's such a unique situation. Yeah. And I guess we've kind of touched on this a little bit already, but I think that the fact that you have known each other through so many stages, Mm -hmm. high school and middle school, she knows a lot of things about you that someone who you met later on in life wouldn't know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that stands out to you and how do you feel like that's impacted your relationship? The whole package, man, everything, (laughs) (laughs) like the good and the bad, just Mm -hmm. like, I think that, um, there's something to be said for someone being able to kind of pick up and go somewhere new, Mm -hmm. like for college or for work or for any other reason at all. And like kind of redefine themselves to an extent where, wherever they kind of root themselves down. Mm -hmm. Um, in all stages of my life that has been somewhat limited which has kept me very real to myself mm-hmm. and like who i am and who i want to be mm-hmm. and i think that 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 inherently has been the biggest impact that we've had on each other is like i feel like we were both so true to ourselves is uh, to an extent where we like if i was to say like think back on us at 16 or 17 mm-hmm. looking at us now you know i think we would be very proud of ourselves and very happy with where we are in our lives yeah um of course, dreams like fizzle and change. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully not fizzle, but like yeah. change uh, yeah. form, you know? And like, obviously the progression of our family also takes precedent, but like mm-hmm. things that we've both wanted to do largely in our personal lives have mm-hmm. been done. And I think it's been with the support of each other. And again, kind of keeping us honor honorable towards like what our former selves wanted out of our lives. Yeah, wow, that's so nice. Um, so those are a lot of positives and mm-hmm. I feel like you guys are a great support system for each other and you can be that support system in an even stronger way because you recognize some of those weaknesses that you might have mm-hmm. or experiences that might shape who you are today. Are there any challenges that you would identify either 
past challenges that mm -hmm. you've overcome or present day challenges that have still persisted? Um, I would say in the past, probably the biggest thing was me wanting to spread my wings more socially. Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of already alluded to it. I didn't really drink in high school mm -hmm. and I was like very involved socially, but I never really like, you know, never really went too crazy, I guess. Yeah. And like the idea of me going to like a music festival for the first time mm -hmm. when we were in our early 20s, like yeah. was so foreign, like such yeah. a, like a, um, there was a lot of friction there because she was like, this isn't you. And I was like, but I'm not going to like Coachella. Like mm -hmm. I'm not putting a flower crown on. Like I'm mm -hmm. trying to do something a little bit different. That's like really within the wheelhouse of music I really like and yeah. check it out. And, yeah. and then I went for the next like three, four years because mm -hmm. it, it was so fun. And like, these are just like the things that, again, I think were probably the biggest issues, I guess, was more like this, the me wanting to be a little bit more social than um, I think the relationship would probably benefit from. Yeah. I mean, it comes also with like spending a lot of money too, you know? It's true. Wanting to really make sure that at that point in our 20s, we were hopefully looking towards marriage pretty soon, yeah. like after college and all that. So. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, fair. I think that that was probably, you know, the toughest thing um, as far as me to like get through. Mm -hmm. It was just, I, I wanted to, I also didn't want to disrespect her, you know, yeah. and like be away for weekends at a time, like, you know, for whatever reason, if it was like a Vegas trip to go see a basketball game yeah. or. You know, anything like that I wanted to make sure that she was always involved and mm -hmm. the, the problem with that is that you know our interests I feel I always felt like we complimented each other but mm -hmm. we weren't very similar in the yeah. sense of our interests like yeah. we have definitely given each other uh, new interests because of what we're both into yeah um, but at the same time like she doesn't like a lot of the same music that I love mm -hmm. you know um, which is very fine because my music is pretty niche. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, she's yeah. not the biggest basketball fan, but that's cool. We like other sports together. And all yeah. that. Um, but I think that that's been like the toughest thing is like, I still want to do these things, but mm -hmm. at the same time I want to include you, but you don't even want to go. Yeah. So now I want to go, but, and you're saying I can go, but then I still don't want to leave you. Yeah. And then at a certain point you're saying, don't go because you've gone too many times. And yeah. it's like that dance and that cycle over and over again. Yeah. So do you have any advice for working through that? Because I feel like there are a lot of couples where you're a good fit, but your interests just don't align. And it can cause friction when time is limited. Yeah. So when you're choosing how to spend your time, it's like, how do I balance my partner versus right. these passions? I've also, I've often wondered where that point is yeah. in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, where is the point where you at a certain like level are being able to put your foot down and say, I don't necessarily like that mm -hmm. avenue of what you like and I think we're good here like yeah. we don't need to like this I've always wondered where that hit yeah for us I think that if I was to give advice it's that throughout even our college years and even to this day mm -hmm. now here and there she is going to come with me to a show or to mm -hmm. a game that she probably wouldn't have normally been into but like yeah. you know she wants to like she's definitely um considerate in that sense that she yeah. wants to be there with things that are important to me you know yeah. so there are a lot of shows that she's gone to lately um especially because i feel like the number of people that i have to go to <laughs> certain <laughs> shows with are, are limited you know yeah yeah so like uh, she's definitely been there to support me there but i think that the advice that i would give is always feel it out you know mm -hmm. like there should never be uh, an absolute breaking point of like okay i'm never going to a show or a game with you again or yeah. i'm never going to that like, yeah. like type of museum with you again like i get bored in there it's like come on like if this person is passionate about it and you love them so much, you're going to find something to be interested in. The joy that they yeah. have being there, you know? Yeah. So there are also the, the other side to that, you know, things that she wants to do, um, mm -hmm. places that she wants to go. Yeah. Um, where I feel like I've also had to be considered and, and kind mm -hmm. of find that middle ground. But that would be my advice is never put an absolute, like, end on it. Yeah. You know, if you, if you feel like you're not into that, like, still, like, 
throw them a bone every now and then, check mm-hmm. it out, and like refresh it, you know? Yeah. Because who knows? Like maybe you'll have a great experience, and at the end of the day, it's going to make them very happy. Unless you're a total bummer while you're there, then just stay. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the worst, definitely. But she's very, like, she's awesome, and she, like, I mean, she's always, if she's going to go, she's going to have fun. Oh, that's nice. She's going to put on a face at least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, tell me about <laughs> it, like, a, pretend, a yeah. week later, be like, you know, like, I really wanted to say that that was a really weird song that they ended <laughs> with, or, like, <laughs> that video that they played in the background was strange, you know. Yeah, She'll definitely yeah. give me her comments every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the one experience, not the one experience, but the one that stands out the most, because it was so out of character, is with my ex when I went to... I want to say the band's name was Mastodon. It was mm. like, the, have you heard heavy, of them? Heavy, very heavy band. Very heavy. Yeah. And not like anything that I listened to at all. Sure. But yeah, we went together and I wore a leather jacket. I painted my nails black the night before. Wow. I was like, I'm going to get in character and have fun. And I didn't know any of the songs, but I was like really? cheering along and I actually did have a really good time. It's so. a different culture. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's definitely not for me. <laughs> if, that would be one of those things that like... You know, if a friend asked me to go, I'd probably say no. Yeah. But if Lauren asked me to go, I'd be like, yeah, I guess I'll sure. go. <laughs> I don't love Mastodon, but mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that she's taken you to that you're like, I can't believe that I'm actually here. I never thought I'd do I, this. I think I owe her a few. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to go to some musicals or something. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, because, like, recently, like, I think that when it comes to her focus, is like, it's always, it's been on Marlo, our, our little daughter, mm-hmm. who I think we'll get to later in this podcast. No, nope, we're not sure. talking about it at all. Right, and the impact on our, our life. But, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, I think that uh, they're probably actually not. I don't think there's been a single thing that she's dragged me to. Yeah. Um, that I haven't come out of and been like, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like a lot of times, yeah. uh, it's it's food. Oh. A lot of times, okay. it's something new that she'll want to try, and I'll be like, uh, I don't know about that, yeah. but then I end up loving it. So. I'm surprised that you would have any trepidation at all because I feel like you're pretty adventurous food wise. Yeah, but I feel like with her, I'm always just like, I know what I want. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to, and that's where I have to be like. Don't make it absolute, man. Like, yeah, yeah. You can't just default to Chipotle every time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I need to I need to make sure that beyond that, um, I know that there there are certain things, you know, certain artists that I'm sure she wants to see that mm-hmm. she hasn't she just hasn't even had the time to bring up. But I yeah. should probably seek those out and make that happen. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, you guys have grown a lot together since you've met. Mm-hmm. Are there any ways in which you would say that you've changed the most or that you would say that she has changed the most? Um, I mean, that's also kind of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you're with somebody for so long in such formative years, it's hard to pinpoint one single thing. Um, I think that when it comes to socially, when you look at me when we first met, and again, I was the mm-hmm. one who was never drinking and whatnot, mm-hmm. like I've definitely had in my 20s some nights of very heavy drinking mm-hmm. and just like she's had to take care of me and like <laughs> clearly she would point out those nights as like that's very different than what I signed up for when we started dating yeah. and thankfully for the past few years those have <laughs> subsided quite substantially yes. but at Slightly the same time priorities. yeah but at the same time those like I said like mm-hmm. when I mentioned at the beginning like everything has been pretty great since we got back together there still have been those moments like when we were 24 26 like mm-hmm. where I would mess up and like things like you know, we, we would go through a bit of a patch where she was like, I can't do this with someone who's going to be like this, you know? Yeah. Um, especially because she knew who I was 10 years ago at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, today, I think that she would uh, hopefully call me more mature in mm-hmm. how I yeah. how I handle myself um, socially and also in terms of challenging scenarios, whether it be stuff at work yeah. or anything. She's also seen me very early on in my career professionally mm-hmm. and like how... Um, wide-eyed I was and just like again very impressionable and 
in my formative years mm -hmm. and how I handled certain things. Yeah. You know, sales isn't too different anywhere you go. And like at this point, me being able to really reel it all in and take a step back and just, you know, look at my career and look at my personal life independently mm -hmm. of one another, where I think in the past that blurred a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I think she would be, she would say that she's pretty proud about that. Aww. So those are things that I think she would have seen in me. Mm -hmm. um, in her, I've seen an insane amount of resilience in terms of what she's wanted yeah. in terms of her personal life and family life, um, career-wise as well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, she's she has made a lot of moves mm -hmm. to make sure that she's very happy um, and make sure that she's being as impactful as she possibly can be. Mm -hmm. um, and when it comes down to our family life, um, these are just the things that, everything that we have now, again, like when we look back on it and we, we look at our former selves, these are the things that we would like fall asleep talking about on the phone when we mm -hmm. were younger, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that just seeing her mature into the mom that she's always wanted to be and express mm -hmm. that she's wanted to be has been very fulfilling for me and just like super proud of everything that she's been able to do as a new mom. Yeah. Um, and how well she's been able to keep it together. Yeah. Like I think I'm a pretty okay dad, but at the same time, it's only because she's such a great mom. Aww. So wow. um, that's what I've really seen when I take a step back. And like, if you ask about like, what have I noticed over the last 15 odd years of mm -hmm. knowing each other at that level, it's her dreams and her desires coming to fruition. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you know, with the support of me and like the help that I've been able to give, mm -hmm. the baby is half mine, I suppose. But <laughs> at the same time, just like, her being able to like really take ownership over all that. Wow. Yeah. So that's a perfect transition because I'm really excited to talk about Marlo. Mm -hmm. And one question that I have, which maybe there isn't a linear answer to, uh -huh. how did you, if you did know right. that you were ready? Uh, we talked a lot about it before we got married. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think that once we hit probably uh, 24, 25, mm -hmm. um, and this was like I kind of, I guess in the midst of all those like little rough patches here mm -hmm. and there, um, when we knew like right after like we got out of that and we knew we were gonna get married, um, we talked about kids right away. Yeah. Because we also had uh, this desire to have a large family. Hopefully, mm -hmm. I, I don't know how large I guess, but we don't only want to have one kid. No offense to um, single. No, kids. I would never single. have just one kid. So <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So only children probably not really in the book for us right now but mm -hmm. yeah I think that that kind of came with the territory of uh, planning out when we wanted to get married and mm -hmm. and all that we moved in with each other probably four years before we got engaged maybe three years before we got engaged mm -hmm. and that was you know once we moved in with each other it was a common topic yeah I think that I I, I know that I w could have waited you know mm -hmm. like I didn't have like any immediate desire when we got married and yeah. I think that that was something that she, was really important to her mm -hmm. um, especially with how long we've been dating a lot of people I think that when they get married they say you know we, we definitely want some time as a married couple to ourselves yeah. and it's like man we've been together for so long and, and like, we've lived together we lived together for years. so long we've traveled together and like we've done a lot and yeah. we don't we don't even feel like we need to delay it we're yeah. good at this you know thank goodness like mm -hmm. financially we're in a place where we felt like we could take that on yeah um, Another aspect for me, and I don't know if this like really, um, uh, I guess, resonated with her as much as it did for me, I guess, but I feel like our, but it still does. I just know that this was a, a major point for me was our parents mm -hmm. are at an age where they're able and willing to help out and yeah. they live so close to where we are and it's very nice to have them involved in our daughter's life. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's something that I wanted to make sure we could 
give them as yeah. amazing parents and, and want people who want to be grandparents. Yeah. Um, so that like, it was very easy for me to say, you know, all things considered, even though I personally could wait, I think this is a great time. Yeah. And thankfully for us, um, it worked out really well. Uh, we had a kid almost three weeks before our first wedding anniversary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's a great timeline. Yeah. yeah. So not to backtrack too far, but mm-hmm. because you brought up the fact that you lived together for a few years before you got married, right? I feel like that's an interesting thing because a lot of times for people who meet, let's say after college, mm-hmm. maybe they live together for like two years, two and a half years, and then they decide to move in. But for you guys, obviously you are like very well into your relationship at the point where you did decide to move in together. So what was the catalyst? Because it has to be deeper than just like, oh, well, this is the timeline for when people usually move in together. Yeah, uh, we wanted to, like we would expect it, exp- express the desire to for probably maybe six months before it actually happened. Mm-hmm. At that point, though, my roommate at the time, Bobby, um, and his now wife, uh, they were spending a lot of time together. Like mm-hmm. he honestly was uh, probably those last few months, maybe home only like three or four nights. He was staying at her mm-hmm. place a lot. Mm-hmm. So they had made the decision, you know, after this lease is up, we're going to move in with each other. I think we maybe went one month to month, a few months, but uh, yeah. yeah, the decision was made. And at that point, like it was a very good time for us to move in. Like I yeah. didn't really want to get another roommate. Yeah. There wasn't really anybody that I knew at the time who was looking for one. And mm-hmm. I was like, why not now? Yeah. So we definitely had spoken about it. But I don't think that we had planned to do it maybe for another year or so, but like six months after, like we really like decided, okay, it's probably time. Yeah. An opportunity kind of opened up for it to happen. Okay. So yeah. my roommate moving in with his then girlfriend was probably the literal catalyst yeah. to making it happen. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, why put it off another year just so you can yeah. like live alone or something when right. you want to live together. We both had pretty steady jobs that we were at for quite some time at that mm-hmm. point. It made sense. Yeah. That makes sense. And we were spending, obviously we were spending a lot of time together and she yeah. was sick of driving down because at this point I lived in North Park and she oh, lives yeah. still closer to University City La Jolla area. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of annoying between us mm-hmm. uh, trying to go back and forth. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So I guess what have been your biggest changes to daily life? I'm sure you have a ton since having Marlo. Vacuuming a lot. Really? She's on the floor all the time. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like I vacuum maybe once, twice a day sometimes. Wow. Yeah, just because like you never know like what's there. Yeah. What people have tracked in. And we have a like a we have a two car garage and, mm-hmm. and then our front door like and, and the patio that's out there that we you know we open the window get air and it's like stuff blows in you know. Yeah. Just want to make sure it's clean. So that's probably one very little change. A lot of dishes. Yeah. Uh, one thing that you learn quickly is if you don't keep up with the chores that you used to put off, mm-hmm. like there's no. <laughs> There's, There's no, like, no time, time to cram it all in in, no. like, a three-hour span. Yeah. Like, I used to, like, let things pile up, you know, through the week. Still, <laughs> yeah, still totally. Really manageable home. Mm-hmm. We never let things get really messy, but I would be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Friday before we, like, sit down and drink and, like, mm-hmm. chill, I'm just going to knock this all out when yeah. I get home. Not happening anymore. Wow. Yeah, so we got to make sure we keep up with everything as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of early morning cleaning, a lot of, yeah. uh, a lot of laundry. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the expenditures, you know, like diapers, yeah. formula, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, toys. What's an expense <laughs> that maybe you wouldn't have anticipated? Oh, that's a really good question. I mean, I think that for a lot of people, like childcare, I mean, even though you anticipate it, yeah. it goes up. But for us, like, luckily enough, like, that's not really something we've had to worry too much about. Yeah. Um, because of our family. But I would say the cost of, of formula was pretty nuts. Really? Yeah. She, uh, Lauren uh, breastfed for two months, two and a half months, maybe. Yeah. And at that point, like, 
for various reasons, we switched over to formula, and that mm -hmm. stuff was pretty expensive. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've truly never thought about the price of that. Yeah, and especially when like you find the one mm -hmm. that, that your they kid like. likes. Yeah, so then you have to like make sure you seek it out. Yeah. And, like, you have to know which stores stock it. Even oh the gosh. same stores, like you might have it at one Target but not the other. Yeah. It gets kind of tough. So you start subscribing to things on Amazon, and you forget you subscribe to it. Yeah. You subscribe on Target instead. Oh no! Like, <laughs> oh my gosh! You're like, why do we have so much formula? Yeah, but. Those are like the little things like that. Diapers have actually been, I kind of feel, I feel like we budgeted that out, like in my mind at least, mm -hmm. it's kind of met my expectations. Oh, good. Yeah. So. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a really ignorant non-mom question. Yeah. When you buy formula, does it have to be refrigerated all the time? No, no, we get it in a, a powder form. Oh, yeah. oh, and then you mix it on your own. Right, even the stuff that's in bottles, like you don't refrigerate it, like oh. until you open it and then you can, oh. yeah. But those are like just very, I feel like, I don't know, pedestrian changes to everyday life. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there was a bit of uh, sleep adjustment. Yeah. Uh, luckily, our daughter, uh, I don't know, whatever sleep training we did with her resonated very quickly, mm -hmm. uh, and she caught on. And, you know, once we started putting her in her own room, um, in her crib, mm -hmm. you know, she used to sleep in a bassinet next to us, but Aww. once we started putting her in her crib, like, things worked out really well. She got full nights of sleep. Yeah. Um, that was probably, like, four to six months in at mm -hmm. some point. It's all kind of a blur. Yeah. But yeah, the sleep schedule adjustments um, and then also making sure that all family can see her. Yeah. So with the benefit of having family nearby mm -hmm. and like being so close to help us out, there's also kind of the, you know, grandma wants to stop by. My yeah. mom like always wants to stop by. Oh. And, like, it's like, it's tough because sometimes we want to like just enjoy our Saturday like ourselves. And, yeah. Like, but at the same time, it's like, oh, like this is like the one opportunity she has like yeah. in the weekend, you know. Uh, where she's free to come by, so mm -hmm. it's like juggling that and like making sure that you're you're making everyone else happy. But obviously, our family comes first. Yeah. Um, but where we can, we're just trying to make sure that we can bring her out to see people. So, yeah. So, are there any instances where something that your parents do or that Lauren's parents do differ from what you would normally want to do yeah, with her, and it's caused friction? It's mostly, uh, yeah. I mean, both both on both sides, yeah. but. Um, it's mostly like the loudness on my family side. <laughs> yeah, my okay. mom has definitely been uh, very upfront about like, oh, she's probably, you know, she's going to be loud because of me, quote unquote. <laughs> um, but yeah, there are certain so things. I can give you a very literal example. If, if Marlo, our daughter, is whining, mm -hmm. my mom might whine back, like just to really? like, be funny about yeah, yeah, yeah. it. It's like that doesn't really support what we're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, we also try to not say no too much oh. so that when we do say no, it's like it hopefully, has weight. yeah, like something's dangerous or you really shouldn't be doing something. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if my parents have caught on to don't say no to everything. Yeah. You know, like yeah. she'll grab for something and instead of saying no, we'd, we'd say like, oh, that's not for you or like, yeah. please don't touch that. Oh. Um, but they'll just go straight to no. So it's like, wow, the little, the, I really like that um, subtle difference in language. Very mature. Yeah, I mean, they—it's just the learning um, and how formative these times are. Mm -hmm. Brain development and all these things that we've heard about uh, through books and classes and Instagram posts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they—they they like. There's a lot of information out there, and I feel like we—we've consulted with some fairly reputable sources. So we're trying to make sure that, you know, we're doing the right things. But. Yeah. So I guess, like, what did you do to prepare? Did you read a ton of books? Did you go to multiple classes? What was your um, pre-baby regimen like? Skimmed a couple books. Lauren uh, read a few more than I did, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, we went to a labor and delivery class. Mm -hmm. We went to a breastfeeding class. Oh, um, I know they had breastfeeding classes. Yeah, yeah. And the husband is, or partner is encouraged to attend just yeah. because, like, there are habits and things that you should know about and things, ways that you can support them, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, but at the same time, we've just tried to take a very 
you know, hands-on um, approach to making sure that she knows what she's able to do and, you know, what parts of the house she can go into and stuff. So, like, when it comes to baby-proofing, we haven't done it, like, a ton. Like, obviously, we have our, our outlets all plugged up and, mm-hmm. like, stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, we're just trying to make sure that instead of locking every cabinet mm-hmm. you know she knows she's not supposed to go into the pots and pans but yeah there's nothing in there that's really going to harm her per yeah. se compared to like where we keep all the cleaning supplies yeah definitely. so we still want to make sure that she knows like oh yeah that's the cabinet where we keep stuff but mm-hmm. that's not for you to go into yeah that's the cabinet you definitely don't go into yeah you know? just trying to make those little distinctions yeah like clear boundaries right yeah okay that's fair so what have been some of the most rewarding moments so far i'm sure there are so many Oh man, uh, laughter uh, is one. Definitely, her recognizing things. She can tell us she's one by putting up Aww. one finger. Uh, she does like this little piggy face, like where she scrunches her nose up. Uh, she can point at, at certain things that she has now. Mm-hmm. Um, you tell her to go get something, like she knows what to go get. Wow. Uh, for me, I love when she plays the instruments, like yeah. or tries to play instruments. Like yeah. she has this little toy drum. She constantly like runs up to my guitars and tries to like play with the strings. Uh, loves banging on the piano. Um, so those for me personally like are, are some of the most fun moments. But mm-hmm. also just seeing like how happy she makes everyone around mm-hmm. her. You know, like yeah. that's uh, obviously for Lauren. Um, first and foremost, I see that every day. But yeah. then when, when family visits or like we go to my parents or something like that, like just the pure joy that they have being around her is is something that I've just never really seen before. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Um, definitely a new dimension to my relationships with not only Lauren but also my family yeah and then I guess I have to ask also how has your social life shifted like how do you keep a balance between being a parent and Mm -hmm. then still seeing your friends Lauren absolutely allows me to do things that I feel like I guess they take away from the time that I have to support her Mm -hmm. and our daughter Um, if I want to go she lets me go Mm mm-hmm and I say that in the sense that she has this leash on me, but at the same time, it's like, she really, like, if I need, if I need, if I want to go to a basketball game, like, it's usually very easy to make that happen. So what I've had to do is police myself, you know, yeah. and, like, understand, like, oh, I really should be spending more time. That's, like, probably been one of the most interesting aspects of it mm-hmm. yeah. for me, is Lauren is totally down with me being able to, like, go check out a game or, mm-hmm. you know go to happy hour with a friend after or something like that record a podcast record a podcast on a saturday or what is this a thursday after, oh, yeah. after, after on a holiday week yeah totally cool with that um but at the same time like she's like think about like what you want though like mm-hmm. don't you want to be here helping with dinner and yeah. Like, like yeah that's totally true so i don't think that i've really overstepped it's just like personally i've had to police myself to make sure that i'm spending my social currency i suppose mm-hmm. where it's most worth it yeah that's been probably the most interesting thing like i drew oh, man this is a strange story if anybody that was there hears this but <laughs> who knows maybe they'll be one of your fans maybe uh, i drove up to see a san diego state ucla game with a buddy of mine oh yeah um it was in september it was a football game i'm not, I'm not even a huge football fan i yeah. love basketball but it was just an opening season game at the rose bowl i mm-hmm. thought it was cool thing to do yeah we met up with a bunch of friends and like we didn't end up going into the game yeah like people were i don't know if i've it was, been there before i don't know yeah <laughs> i know i know i don't know if people were too drunk yeah. or like they just didn't intend on going all together yeah um again like i'm not super into football but i was like dude i came you up here to do to this maybe it was because some of them were from live in la now and it's just so easy for them to shrug it off yeah but 
I got kind of, not peer pressured, but I was just like, okay, I'm not going to go either if all you guys, I'd rather spend time with you guys yeah. than go with maybe two people that would I could drag with me. Yeah. Then we went to a bar that didn't even have the game on. Oh, wow. So like on the drive home, what, what was going through my mind is, wow, I just spent a whole day away from my family. And this is, at this point, like Marlo is six plus months old and yeah. very interactive. Yeah. I'm like, damn, like I could have spent the whole day with them. We could have done something, could have gone to the zoo, done something mm-hmm. fun. Like, um... But instead, I drove up to hang out in a parking lot, have mm-hmm. a, few, a couple white claws, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then go to a bar that didn't have the game on and then drive home. I did get some good Korean barbecue, but we just drove home after yeah. that. And I was like, I don't know, it was kind of like a drive of shame. Aww. I was like, why did I do that? Yeah. So now I'm just very selective with how I spend my time. Like, yeah. I want to make sure it's going to be worth it. I want to make sure that I'm going to be able to, like, catch up with people rather than just be in, like, a loud bar where nobody yeah. can, can hear each other. Yeah. So that's definitely been a shift. Um, but Lauren and I, we, you know, we try to bring her out. Like, yeah. we'll, like when it comes to our group of friends, there are also other people that have kids, so we'll mm-hmm. go to breweries and stuff like that. Yeah. Totally kid-friendly. Um, but that's kind of how it shifted. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've, I've learned to be more selective. I've learned that I don't necessarily want the social freedom that I'm kind of in, allowed to have, mm-hmm. I guess, in the context of how much Lauren is, you know, able to give me that leash I suppose yeah (laughs) I think that's really an interesting I don't want to say tactic because Lauren is like the least conniving person I know and that makes it sound conniving. yeah but I will say it's interesting that I feel like there are some times where you hear relationship dynamics where it could be the wife or the husband Mm -hmm. that says you can't do this like they just straight up say no to things and then it creates all this resentment and then honestly it just makes the other person want to do it more so i feel like this is the most healthy way to do it of saying you're an adult you can prioritize what you want to do so feel free um but that's one of the lines she uses she says you're an adult. You're an adult, like because yeah. I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, can I go do this? And she's like, yeah, like <laughs> you don't I, have to ask permission. Like, yeah, you you can, like you could tell me you're going to do it, but at the same time, like, and I'm like, should I? And she's like, you're an adult, like make yeah. your decision. Yeah, like, I'm gonna make dinner if you're not gonna be home. Like, yeah. Seriously. So tell me so I can get that started. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like a very mature way to look at things, yeah. and then no one can resent anyone. No, I agree absolutely. I think that that is a very good assessment of what I just described yeah. for sure. Wow. Okay. Well, there's one last thing I wanted to do. No, wait, last thing? Yeah. That's it? Has this time flown by? I mean, it's been like almost an hour. Really? Yeah. Wow. I feel yeah. like it's been like 15 minutes. Right? It really flew by. But okay, obviously you can cut this. Do you want to talk about anything else that you feel like hasn't been represented? Don't cut that. We don't <laughs> cut that at all. I don't know. I don't, I don't have anything <laughs> else in particular, I guess. No. Okay. I just, I, yeah, but I, I've, I've loved being part of this conversation. Oh, me too. I just feel like it's such, um, an eye-opening conversation Yes. for people who are, you know, maybe exploring what it would be like to have a family and to get married. I just feel like for me personally, I will say, even though I, the last time I saw you was September, mm-hmm. it hasn't even been that long. I still just feel like talking to you about this, I've seen such a shift in maturity mm-hmm. not that you were ever immature but i just feel like you've had to reprioritize so many things and yeah. put things into a different perspective yep. so yeah i feel like it's been really eye-opening and great to have that opportunity to talk to you about this cool no and and i think that what you just said makes me want to make sure i say something too um you pointed out that uh 
obviously it's it's a helpful conversation to hear if you're someone considering a family and whatnot. I do want to stipulate that we definitely recognize on a daily basis how lucky we have been mm -hmm. to have had family around us, especially because yeah. we have friends who have kids that don't have family immediately nearby and yeah. have to pay for childcare and have to not even pay for childcare. Seek it out yeah. first. Find it. Yeah. Find someone you can trust with your kid yeah. and like make that happen because you do want to go back to into your career like Lauren and I have been lucky enough to do. Yeah. Um, so we understand that aspect of it. You know, we understand that we're very lucky also to live in San Diego, which I feel like is a great place for kids. There's just so much to do. You know, there's mm -hmm. always something new for them to see or explore. Yeah. Um, we don't really have to worry about the weather too much, obviously, yeah. which now it's never really been like a concern of mine. Like if I wanted to go somewhere snowy, like easy, like just pack for it. Right. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, whoa, like that's a whole nother beast. Yeah. That I have. So like location, the proximity of our family, like mm -hmm. being very lucky with our jobs as we have been for the last decade or so since mm -hmm. graduating. These are all things that put us into a really good place to make it happen. And I know not everybody has those intangible things like the family around or very tangible, but you know, yeah. <laughs> those aspects of their family life that might not be there for them. But, um, we're lucky enough to have that, but at the same time, for anyone that I know that has had kids, no matter the support that they have around them, the sacrifices that they've had to make, you know, well beyond what we've already had to do, um, it's it's an absolute joy to have a kid. Like, yeah. it's 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 impossible to explain like how happy she makes us. You know, yeah. so hopefully it does help someone out there if they're interested in learning about something like that. Yeah, um, I'm sure. It helped me. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I am not even about to have a kid yet. But, but your still, last thing, we still have one more thing. We do have one more thing. So now, it's still crazy to me to say, you are officially a dad. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like you've always made dad jokes, but now it's actually oh, man. pertinent. Yeah. And so I wanted to have a dad joke face off. And at first I was like, we should come Dude. up with our own, but I, I can't do that. Okay. So what I did yeah. was I found the dad jokes that I thought were funniest. And so we'll take turns picking them from a pile and okay. reading them and then trying not to laugh. Okay. I'm ready for it. Okay. I might have a slight advantage because I saw these, but so you're, you're, I also you, you think they're funny already. So you're so. going to read me a joke and I have to not laugh or well, I'm going to look at it. You, would you like me to read first or would you like me to read first? What do you, uh, so the, 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 the goal here is to make one of us laugh. Yeah. Or you might even laugh while you're reading your own. I think that you should allow me to do whatever you think is going to make me most likely to laugh, whether it be here you say it or me reading it myself. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like you reading them actually. So I, yeah, okay. go ahead. All right. So how about it? I got to cleanse myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm like already kind of laughing, so I'm at a distance. Like, we're talking audible laugh. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. What about those, like, nose breathes where you, like, breathe quick? That's like a half point. Okay. I want the full satisfaction. Why does Pinocchio's nose grow in his sleep? Because he's lying. Okay. He stayed strong. I did have to bite my tongue. <laughs> I think that's going to be my technique. That was pretty good. I got in a fight with three, five, and seven. The odds were against me. I see he's trying to not lie. I'm really trying. That was like, oh man, <laughs> I did it. Yes. Dang it. It's cause, it's cause like my brother, he always like, whenever he, something like happens, he's like, they're after me. Like, that's like his like thing to say. Like, these people are sick. They're after me. So the odds are stacked and arrogant. Wow. Anyway. So I picked right. the perfect joke okay, for Mark. So you got one. You got one. You so got we one. have one. You have like seven? Yeah. Several more to go. Let's see if we can keep it straight face. Why was the stadium so hot? All the fans left. Okay. I can get through that. Okay. 
not the strongest. Which restaurant did the cannibal visit for his last meal? Five guys. Why did I say it like that? That's gonna make me laugh. I should have just said five guys. Yeah, I could hear the smile. Five in your guys. Voice. Yeah. It's like big the, smile, the podcast no equivalent of smizing. <laughs> what is smizing? I'm not familiar with podcasts enough. Oh, so smizing is a term from Tyra, where you're okay. modeling and you can't smile because it's serious, but you smile with your eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so you just like smiled with your voice. Gotcha. Smoicing. So that's the equivalent. <laughs> that's that doesn't count. That laugh doesn't count. Why was E, the only letter to get a Christmas gift because the other letters were not E. I hate that one. <laughs> Why does a yoga instructor, what does a yoga instructor have in common with my credit card? They both have an outstanding balance. That was almost a laugh. That was a laugh. You got me with that one. Yeah, that was really good. I like that. What do you call two identical boobs? Identities. That's really good. <laughs> That That's like a creepy one. dad joke. Though. That is a creepy dad joke. I hate joke. that I ended it on that one because <laughs> that just makes me feel like a creepy dad. No, I'm the creepy one. I picked these all out, so it's not Martin. Also a change worth noting. Once you have a daughter as a man, mm. I don't know, a man who's exclusively attracted to females, I think that there is like that, like, you'll understand when you have a daughter sort yeah. of thing, you know? like. Yeah identities now makes me feel very strange as oh. a joke like well now i feel it's a gross. joke i would have owned a, a, like two years ago yeah. and like, that's hilarious yeah. now i'm just like dude no don't call them <laughs> exactly <laughs> don't even say that don't even i don't even know how we're gonna get to that conversation when it oh, needs to happen wow. i'll leave that to lauren i guess yeah I mean, so maybe we can do yeah in like i don't know 13 years we can do a post-puberty um follow-up podcast episode, I guess. You heard it here first. We will be going strong 13 years in the future. Right, yeah. And then we can reassess my thoughts towards parenting yes. once I have a teenage daughter. Yeah, I know. That's that's a whole other thing. Yeah. What a beast. Thank you for having me on, Leslie. This of was fun. Of course. Thank you. Um, before you go, is there anything that you want to plug anywhere where you'd like listeners to be able to find you? Yeah. Speaking of kind of having to, uh, you know, social sacrifices and shifts, um, I was recently... Uh, I guess our, the band that I was in, I, I, I was asked to leave at the beginning of last Aww. year. <laughs> but at the same time, at the same time, they called things quits later in the year. So that no longer exists anymore. Mm -hmm. So beyond that, my, my point in bringing that up was that was a moment where I was like, okay, like maybe I should like try and keep playing or like, mm -hmm. which I hope to do sometime in the future. But instead of jumping right back into another band, I took a step back and like thought about what I could do for the music community. Mm -hmm. If you're into music, uh, I've started with another friend of mine, a couple friends of mine, small production company called Reality House West, where we do live sessions with bands from San Diego, um, as well as bands from, you know, the Southern California region that are touring through San Diego. Uh, a few of the acts that we've featured are quite notable. Um, one of them actually just opened up for the 1975 here oh, wow. in, in San Diego, which was, yeah, it was pretty awesome. So like being able to be around these bands, see them work really hard, and give them a platform to share uh, their music in a video setting where um, you know fans that may not have been able to see them live can see them. That's kind of been the main goal that we have. So we're recording these sessions, putting them up on our YouTube channel. Um, you can see it on Instagram. Just three words, Reality House West. Um, but yeah, that's been an interesting thing to also do, kind of redirect that energy and something that I can do more in the background yeah. with a daughter in tow. So yeah. Yeah. That's great. Thanks for letting Keeping me Keeping your that. passions alive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You gotta, you know? You and to. Um, that's kind of what I said earlier, too, about like dreams, you know, sometimes fizzling or, or shifting. Hopefully yeah. not fizzling, yeah. but shifting, shifting and changing form. 
I know that I've always wanted to do something with the music community. And if I'm not playing in a band, this is pretty much the next best thing that I can do. And in many ways, it's more fulfilling because um, I'm helping someone else like really achieve something different that not every band has Mm -hmm. to their name. So that's pretty cool. Nice. All right. Well, thanks so much. It was really great talking to you today. Thank you, Leslie. It was great talking to you as well. If you like what you heard, or you're just looking for something to help you combat the Sunday scaries and make you feel better about your own life in the process, hit subscribe for new episodes of Interstates and Heartbreak every Sunday. You can also follow Interstates and Heartbreak on Instagram for tongue-in-cheek interpretations of men's dating profiles as told by my inner Carrie.